0: welcome to another episode of bearded wholesome and all things baltimore podcast i'm the host matt trigger and with me today is 92q's dj low jetta how you doing man hey
1: man how you doing i'm doing good man can't complain
0: thank you for joining the show today i appreciate you taking your time out
1: thank you man I appreciate you having me man real talk
0: so how's everything going with this pandemic at 92q
1: right now i mean you know it's it's just you know, it's going, you know, you know what I mean? It's going as much as it can. You know, they got the safety protocol there that, we, you know, we can't really be in the building like that. So, you know, I've been laid off since March. So, you know, what I mean, they, they've been trying to get me in the building. But, you know, I've been having gigs on the side. So it's like it's been like, you know, a battle. <laughs> I understand. You know, it's uh
0: it's affecting all of us right now. And I just didn't know how they were having you. Work from home, or if they were just kind of letting you chill and let you do your own thing until you're able to be back
1: in the studio, right? Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do, but you know, like they they they, you know, they wanted me in the building, so you know, what I mean, I, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah,
0: I man. <laughs> I I can imagine it's hard to mix from home.
1: Right, right, and yeah, that's another thing. And you know, I was doing it, but you know, he you know he pre- pre- uh, professional, so you know, you know how to, you know, what I mean, get through all that
0: yeah I, I I listen to Por chop a lot, and he he's he's good at what he does, but I know you know you can't always do it alone right and, and you added a good element to it I, like I was telling you earlier um I have listened to you before, and it's been on my work day drive and it's been on my home drive, so I know what you're capable of it's just it's just a sad situation to where they can't utilize you more often.
1: Yeah, you know, how I look at it is, I just, you know, I just be like, it is what it is, you know, got to keep on, you know, keep on moving, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Stay
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, when you decided that, I know that you've been DJing for f- close to 15 years now. What made you want to pursue it as a passion?
1: Um, It's, it's, it's wild. It's like, you know, because like, like you said, 14, 15 years. So that means, you know, I started when, I was like 14, you know what I mean? Between 14, 15 and just being a, I was was literally just thinking this through these past days, like just being a young kid, like I wanted to play sports. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to play sports and be athletic. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to do that. But you know, as time went by, you know, as you know, sports, you know, sports failed and whatnot. I was like, you know, I gotta figure out something and you know, I DJed in the club at age 16, and that was kind of like my motivation. It's just, I was like, you know, I could probably do something with this, you know what I mean? And then, you know, as time went by, and honestly, I'm in, and not to get real post- personal in my life, but as time went by, you know, 2016, I was like, I ain't gonna lie, I was about to give up everything. And then that's when, you know, I won the award, you know what I mean? Back to back know?
0: years, DJ of the yeah. year for Baltimore.
1: So, you know what I mean? It, It is a lot of things that that gave me the passion for that. A lot of things that I can name.
0: Now, I'm sure, you know, being a full time student back then and then still having to find a way to pay for your equipment. What all did you need to. Procure to make your dream into a reality in terms of just I know you had to find a job or do something because the DJ and equipment can't be cheap.
1: <laughs> right right definitely um i mean you know it, you know i just i had to um you know my father my father helped me out a lot you know he definitely helped me out a lot that's why i like appreciate that man a lot because he definitely like he he saw a uh you know a vision for me and he was like you know i'm gonna I'm get this equipment for us and he always had the equipment because like you know my father he always worked in the club so it's like He always had the equipment, so it's always been on the side. But you know, he presented it to me. He was just like, "Look, you know, this can change your life." And you know, I I, like, I would, I would have to say, my father. I would have to say, my father. You know, that's good, man.
0: That's that's good that somebody was uh, willing to back your dream the way that they
1: did. Yeah, definitely. I would would have to say, I would have to say, my father, because you know he. He laid down all the equipment and it's to the point like now, ladies, you know, I'm the co-owner of, you know, Jetta Productions, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I was
0: going to get to that in a little bit. I know that we uh, we have some stuff to cover, right, you know, right. I just want to kind of give the audience a little feel for how you got to where you are, because you are a successful DJ and you're on the scene in Baltimore real heavy. Appreciate so that. what was your first non-paid gig? I know that, you know, in your bio, on your website, you said that you had to do some unpaid gigs before you started making a little bit of money off of
1: this my first unpaid gig was um it was uh it's funny i remember like it was yesterday this, this guy this this legendary dj named dj tones who was another legendary dj from baltimore um he he taught me how to dj so um it's funny like he was just like you know pull up to my gig you know dress dress up and whatnot. i was like, okay cool and Next thing you know, he was like, "All right, well, check this out. You know, I gotta, um, I gotta uh, go do something real quick. I'm about to put you on the turntables. You gotta do this. You gotta finish this party for me." I was like, "What?" You <laughs> just right. I'm like, "This is my first time D's hit up. I'm like, what?" So it was and, "Crowd by Fire." Yeah, you know, and it was like, you know, and it was funny because I thought I was gonna get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean, but he gave it me the okie doke. Yeah, it was, but it it was it was good though because it was one of those lessons, like you know. I guess he was just trying to like, just put me on, I guess, you know, like, you know, like, I'm just going to put him on and see what he can do. <laughs> I guess
0: you were earning, you were earning your bones a little bit.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I definitely got to salute DJ Tom as well.
0: <laughs> I know, I know that you developed, you know, your craft over the, the first couple of years and you were just getting your feet wet. And I noticed that your first gig was your first paid gig was at club one. What was that like?
1: Mm. it was it was you gotta think like i said 16 i was you know i was making three three hundred dollars every saturday and going to going to what yeah i was yeah i was still in high school yeah <laughs> going to high school so, it, as a young kid, like I was, like a you know, like a kid at candy candy store, I was, you know, I was getting everything. Like as a young kid, I was getting everything.
0: Like well, back then, three hundred dollars to us is like four thousand dollars to us it, now.
1: Right, exactly. So you know, it, it, you know, it, it was amazing feeling. It was amazing feeling, especially being at that age and just like just learning the game at a young age. It was it was amazing, amazing feeling. I, mean, I it's know- amazing feeling.
0: I know it's got to be cutthroat in this game because anybody and everybody's trying to get noticed and get picked up by a major label or a major radio station. So I'm sure that they took no prisoners knowing that you weren't even old enough to be in half
1: these clubs anyway. (laughs) Right. Yep. That's, that's exactly how it was when I was young. They, and you know, it's so funny, like to bring up another uh, funny thing promoters, like, Cause you know I was DJing the big clubs. You know I wasn't. You know I wasn't DJing like you know the little small clubs. People were like, oh, you know he DJing the small But I was DJing like the the top. You know the top shows and whatnot at a young age. So it's funny promoters didn't even want to put little on the f- <laughs> on the flyer. They just wanted to put DJ Jetta. They never wanted to put DJ Little Jetta on the flyer because I guess you know like, they didn't want to have that image of it was a little kid DJing in the club. Right. Well, I mean. <laughs> Nowadays, you wouldn't even think about that. Right. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. So, you know, that's why people be asking me, like, am I going to change my name? Like, am I going to, like, you know, take the little while. And I'm just oh, like, you, you know.
0: You can't do that now. I mean, you've already established yes. that name for 15 years. Exactly. Exactly. Now, people don't understand that, though, you know. <laughs> so, you caught the attention of Union Entertainment? Yes, yes. That was Was that after your Club One gig they started noticing you?
1: No, actually Union Entertainment is the promotion group that put me in Club One. <laughs> oh wow. So
0: they noticed you before they even gave you that type of
1: stage. No, this this what happened. Somehow my father he found out a guy named Jay Hunt. You know, shout out to Jay Hunt. Like I'll salute that man to this day. He a promoter in the city. Um and um he somehow found out about it. he was doing a lot of college gigs at, at, uh, for Morgan, you know, at Club One and um my father used to work at Club so maybe that's how my father found out, I would say. My father used to work at Club One, and I guess, you know, that's how he found out what was going on there. So I would say that. But, um, you know, he found out that, and we went there one night. He was like, look, you know, I already, and I think around this time, I was kind of like, you know, prepared, you know, to DJ crowd. So I was like, all right, let's go. We went down there a night that he was uh, doing an event. And we just walked up to him. Like, we literally walked into it. Like like I said, my father knew the people at club one. So he was like, hey, guys, you know, I want to talk to somebody in here. We went up to Jay Hunt and introduced myself. And literally, that's – it just took off from there. (laughs) That's cool, man.
0: That's pretty much just going out on a limb and taking a chance on yourself.
1: Right, right. It it just took off from there, man.
0: (laughs) So Morgan State, huh? Morgan State 18 and over i'm yep, sure, that, yep, that's, I'm that's, sure it was a wild time
1: <laughs> it definitely was yep yeah. especially like i said at a young age like I, it, it, this dj and college parties it, like i said, it, i definitely would say it definitely helped me master my craft i would definitely say that well i'm sure it's a tough crowd yeah that, yeah that, it was it definitely <laughs> it would definitely was it was it was a very tough crowd definitely
0: because i'm sure that if you Weren't you know giving them the feeling that they wanted to get that night that you wouldn't have been coming back anymore? You know,
1: <laughs> you're right on the money, yeah. That's why the grind I had to put in was. Whew. I, I miss those days, though. I miss those days because that's when I was really, really hungry. Like, you know, I'm still hungry now, but you know, it, that's when them days when like I was young and I was like, I don't so you really
0: were still trying to, to eat.
1: eat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, just, yeah.
0: How how long did you do the Morgan State eighteen and over stuff before you started getting noticed by bigger entertainment uh, companies?
1: I was um, I was DJing at Club One for maybe two to three years because you know Club One's not a thing no more. They done two to three years. I was DJing there. They uh, they like sold it. I think they're, like Mercy Hospital, and they tore the whole building down. So. Those two to three years I was there, that was, you know, that was the, you know, the end of club one, basically. And yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I started at. What,
0: what was the, your, the turning point for you to where
1: 92Q started noticing you? The turning point? I don't know. Cause you know, like my father, my father knows a lot of, a lot of people in this city. Cause you know, like I said, he, he done a lot of things in the city before me, you know what I mean? That, you know, he networked with a lot of people. And um, 92Q was, you know, one of those people, you know, they always been like fam to me since I was a kid. And um, that's that's why it's just so amazing working with them right now. Cause this is like, you know, like at the age of 19, you know what I mean? I, I definitely wanted to be on 92Q bad, but I know for a fact they wasn't, Paying me no attention. Like, you know what I mean? They were just like, you know, that's just young Jeddah, you know, that's just Jeddah Sun. Like, you know, that's what I feel like they was saying. That's just Jeddah Sun, you know. But um, but yeah, the turning point. I really don't know the turning point. Cause like I said, I feel like I somewhat been on their radar. You know what I mean? That's what I feel like. I somewhat been on their radar. They just were just waiting on that moment to like to tap in. That's what I feel like. You know what I mean? I could be wrong, you know what I mean, but that's what I feel like. They are, I was always be on their radar, but they just we're just waiting on that moment to, you know, to bring me in.
0: And I'm sure that was a very pivotal moment in your career because I know that you had mentioned that you were about to give this up five, six years ago and to get noticed by 92Q and then you won DJ of the year in Baltimore back-to-back years. Right. So I'm sure that gave you that extra needed boost to keep pushing.
1: Definitely, it, it definitely did. It gave me a lot of motivation. Like, you know, like I said, I was gonna give up and just be doing something else. You know what I mean? I started working on up UPS for two years, you know what I mean? I was I was doing that. I was working on up UPS when that's funny. I was working on up UPS when I when I won the award. <laughs> now that I think about it, I just thought about that. I was I was working on up UPS when I won the award. And it's funny because I yeah, I I you know, now that I think about it, I literally miss work to go to a war to go to the wars.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you didn't mind at that point because that, right. that was that was going to change your fortunes all the way around.
1: Right, right. It definitely was. It, it definitely was. <laughs> That's funny. I'm literally just sitting here thinking about that.
0: <laughs> so, what was your? What was it? Was it a surreal moment when you got that phone call that you had won DJ of the Year the first time?
1: It, it definitely was because it was like it took me back to when I was the young, the young Jetta, the, the 13, 14 year old Jetta. When I when I first put turntables in my hand and I was like, you know, because, you know, I know for a fact, you know, other people, when they get into, you know, that certain lifestyle, they think the fame and all these other things. And I, and I wasn't that type of person. So, you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking about fame. I was just like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I want to win accomplishment accomplishments from under you know under my city you know under my belt from my city you know what i mean so it was like i said it was definitely a surreal moment for me like i almost cried like how Jordan was when he was holding the trophy
0: (laughs) i can imagine man that's that's cool because you got to that point in 2016. now what did you have to do to go back to back in 2017 did you change your style did you uh, take a different approach or did you What did you do to take your your game to the next level? And
1: I'm glad you asked me that because that's what I love about the 2017 awards is that, you know, I really – I didn't change nothing, nothing, you know what I mean? I just remained the same and, you know, stayed in my own lane and continued to do the things, you know, that I did, you know, that 2016 year, you know what I mean? I mean, I I know I progressed a little, you know, and – I think that's what it. That's why I love about the 2006. I mean, 2017 award is that you know I, I was still remaining the same, and people was like, you know, they felt like I deserved it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we need you to win that again.
0: Is that voted on amongst your peers, or is that also a fan voter system?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's like a fan voter system. You know, they had a whole uh, website where you know, like you know, they had a whole link. People can just click on it, and you know, you go there and you vote. You got the certain um, categories, categories. You know what I'm saying, and yeah, it was like a real fan voter thing.
0: So you 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 maintained a steady following to where they supported you not only one year but two years in a row, and that's yeah. admirable in itself because people will switch up on an entertainer in a heartbeat if they aren't feeling them
1: anymore. And you had people <laughs> feeling you for two whole years. <laughs> Definitely, man. That's that's why I, I I appreciate those awards to this day. You know, a lot of people think I, I throw it out there to, for bragging rights and I'm not that type of person. It's just so that's an that's accomplishment. Just, you can't take right. it away. <laughs> right. It, it was my biggest accomplishment man, in my life,
0: <laughs> in my life. So did that kind of help you get on the map in, in the city to where you started doing community outreach, not just doing your DJ gigs and your radio gig? You worked with Ray Rice and Tori Smith. Yes. What was th- what was the feeling of being side by side with some prominent Baltimore Ravens and helping the community? Man, that was
1: dope. Once a- once again, a, y- a young me, you know what I mean, just doing you know things that I never thought I would do. You know what I mean? Like and running in running and running into Ray Rice and his people, like that was like uh, you know a major point in my life where I was like, uh, you know, I was like, wow, I can really do something with this DJing, you know what I mean? And those people still my friends to the day. You know what I mean? Ray Rice, Tori Smith, you know what I mean? Tori Smith birthday today. So you, you know it is, <laughs> it really is. Smith. So you know what I mean. They they my friends still today. You know what what, I mean?
0: what did you actually do with Ray and Tori in the community? What was some of the uh community events that you uh partook in with
1: um it was it was just you know charity events like give back you know, small give back events that they would do, you know, like, especially on the holidays or something like that, uh, you know, they would just have me DJing, so they had music there, or, um, like, Tori Smith, he would have me, um, DJ for, um, Barks, you know, you know, the pet company Barks, you know, they'd, yes, be yes. Doing, they'd be doing, um, they'd be doing, like, you know, certain little, uh, events, you know, for charity and whatnot for, uh, dogs, and, you know, they would have me DJ, you know what I mean, and, I, and that was off the strength of, uh, Tory Smith. <laughs>
0: So I'm sure that it helped you, you know, maintain some serious connects to where you, you'll you
1: never have a problem staying in business for yourself. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's, you know, I'm definitely, uh, thank God for that. You know what I mean? I ran to some great people in this business.
0: That's networking to a core though. And the fact that Ray and Tori took a chance on you and gave you that opportunity was probably meant everything in the world at that
1: time. Definitely. It, it definitely did. Especially, you know, you know, being from Baltimore and being, you know, a Ravens fan, you know what I mean. Is you know what I mean? You can't get no better than that. You know what I mean?
0: I I definitely know what you mean. Being a Ravens <laughs> being a Ravens fan is uh quite troublesome for my emotional and mental health these days.
1: Right, right. <laughs> right, right. These days, right? <laughs> Definitely,
0: yeah. definitely. So, are you still doing anything in the in the community now? Are you still? I mean, I know with COVID, it's a little bit different, but were you still active in the community pre-COVID?
1: I did. Um, I did a few a few little givebacks. what like, well, yeah. I I just did a a, a a toy drive. Yeah, it was like I think it was I think it was before Christmas or the day of Christmas. I think it was before Christmas, they gave like you know all the kids and parents who couldn't you know go out and get no toys you know what I mean, and they just handing out free toys. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I, I say I did that recently, but you know, far as like heavy things, you know, like you said, the pandemic, you know, it's kind of like slowed it down a little bit.
0: It definitely has slowed it down. And the only thing the pandemic hasn't slowed down is what's going on in our city. We right. are still seeing 350 murders plus a year. Definitely. And it's, it's really just difficult to kind of swallow that because in a national or a worldwide pandemic, people are still finding time to kill each other.
1: It's it's crazy, man. It's it's it's, it's crazy, man. I, it's I don't even it's to the point I don't even know what to say no more. Like you know what I mean? Like I really don't have the words to even describe what's going on because you know I'm 28 and been living in Baltimore for 28 years. So it's like it's like Baltimore like. I hate to say it, but like Baltimore just been this way since I was born. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this wild, even though, you know, it probably like the murder is higher, but it's just like to me, Baltimore just always just been crazy. You know what I mean? Just it's wild.
0: <laughs> and I, I mentioned this in a, in a couple episodes previous to this one, that Baltimore is the definition of crapped in a barrel mentality. Mm. And it's it, nobody wants to see anybody else shine or do better. Yeah. And without being jealous or trying to take that away from him, and I really for the first time in a while, I have some hope for the city. I think Brandon Scott's going to do some great things for us. I might be you know in the minority in terms of his expectations i mean he's our age man you know he 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 understands what we see you know mm. as as a as a millennial class of citizens in Baltimore City. I really think that he's going to do some good it's going to take it's going to take the village to make the differences and the changes. But I really, I really hope that this year we can kind of get our our act together, so to
1: speak. Definitely, I, I hope so this year too. I mean, I, I say it every year, you know, but you know, all I can do is just, you know, pray for the better, you know?
0: Yeah, it's rough because being desensitized to the amount of murders and then seeing one of our friends or our homeboys or our homegirls on a RIP t-shirt it, it's a sobering reality and where i work if you make it to 30 you're like an og in the, in the city now and <laughs> right. that's a terrible 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 uh mentality to have but it's a, a, a truthful one right <laughs> right that's
1: definitely the truth
0: so what are your personal goals this year for yourself in terms of expanding your brand i know you have jetta productions and you've been working on that for a while, and you seem to be having some big plans in store. I'm not asking you to divulge specifics, but I don't know do you have any good projects coming down the pipeline?
1: Um, I definitely, I definitely want to work on a new CD. I definitely want to work on a new, uh, you know, like a a mix CD because I haven't dropped a CD since what 2017, 18. I think it was 18, 2018. So you know, I want definitely work on a CD and, um, I guess just expand worldwide. Like, you know, I want to, I ain't, I, I want to expand worldwide this year. Cause 2020, you know, you know, 2020 was rough. It, it was like, you know, <laughs> it's like, as soon as 2020 started, it was like, I just knew everything was just going downhill from then. You know what I mean? And
0: it all started with the Titans game.
1: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? It's like everything just went downhill from then and just,
0: directly after
1: right and um like i said i want i wanted to tour in 2020 and um i i i guess i was i say that i want to tour in 2021 this year i want to tour, tour this year It'd be worldwide as Jetta productions
0: so yeah. do you have any local artists working with you for the cd
1: um not really I, I just uh you know i'm just tossing it out there you know what i mean i, I don't know if i really want to cuz i'm a I guess to say, like, uh, you know, I'm more so like, you know, I want to like be able to do shows and be able to, you know, at least do a small event. You know what I mean? Not even a show. We can do a little small, little chill vibe and be like, you know, this a listen event for such and such album. You know what I mean? I want to do stuff like that more. And and like I said, the pandemic is kind of like, you know, derailing that right now. So it's like, you know. That's that's what I definitely want to do. I'm like more of a in-person type of type of guy, I guess more to say. When that's, it comes your, to
0: that's your entire business though, is being in person. It's really hard to be a mm-hmm. DJ from home. Right. Right get the the feel of, of the at, it's that's an atmosphere based profession to where you are vibing off of the people that you're performing for.
1: It, it really is and like, you know my my dj friends they they try to get me on live and you know i i honestly went on live once in the blue moon you know what i mean and it's like you know my viewers they they don't expect me to be on live so it's like my viewers be somewhat low you know what i mean but i'm pretty sure if i make a post i'm getting on live like they'll get on but like you said it's just that in-person feeling you know what i mean i i can't I just don't have that vibe getting on live. You know what I mean? And trying to entertain people on live.
0: <laughs> I, I can understand. It's it's definitely hard to keep their attention because mm-hmm. just the fact that you're not in person will sway people to just swipe on out of your live and then <laughs> pop back in. So when you're seeing those low numbers, you don't want to kind of just get in your own head like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's going on?
1: Right. Exactly. So it's, it's a battle with the IG live.
0: I wanted to thank you for coming on the show today. And before I go, where can people that are listening find your work?
1: They can find my work at www.djlowjetta.com and um, on Instagram, DJ Lil Jetta. Yeah, DJ Lil Jetta. And um, yeah, that's mostly my social network. That's all my social networks is uh, DJ Lil Jetta
0: and they can book you for any future events through your website at com. Yes. Yep. Well, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate your time and I enjoyed this interview.
1: I enjoyed it too, man. Like I said, I appreciate you for having me on and like I said when you hit me up to get on deck, man, I was I was all on board for it and, and you know the questions the questions you asked me, man, it is is always a, a honor you know for people to to want to know about me because i be wanting through these years i be wanting to know like do people want to know about like you know do people want to know about my lifestyle like you know sometimes i feel like maybe just like no nah, i don't really care that's just that's just dj little <laughs> you know what i mean but
0: well it's like, always cool to find out you know a little bit behind the the man
1: of the dj booth right exactly so you know I, I definitely appreciate you for having me on here i definitely enjoyed myself
0: for sure Not a problem, man. It was good talking to you. All right, good talking to you, man.